Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What is up, Fight Fans? We welcome you into another edition of Inside Boxing Live. I am your host, Dan Kenobi. I have a fun one planned for you today. Joining us on the show, Clarissa Shields. Yes, she was in the news this past week. She has a fight upcoming on March 5th in the boxing ring. Not the MMA cage, the boxing ring as she goes to clear out another division. 168 is on her mind, and she's looking to become the first male or female to be a simultaneously undisputed champion. That is impressive stuff. She takes on Mary Eve uh, DeCare over on Fight TV pay-per-view March 5th. Uh, we'll get her thoughts on transitioning into MMA. She's training with John Jones and Holly Holm right now, as well as boxing. So there's a lot going on with Clarissa Shields and, of course, the state of women's boxing. That's something that you always have to talk about with Shields. She's an ambassador for women's boxing and a great one at that. So looking forward to that interview with Clarissa Shields. I'm going to ask you to do something for me now here on Inside Boxing Lab. Go to your phone and subscribe to our podcast over on Apple Podcasts. That's, that way you can get the show delivered right to your phone and leave us a five-star rating and review. You can also go to YouTube and type in CompuBox TV. That's where we drop a lot of our fight previews, a lot of our snippets, and uh, the show as well. And you can catch the show every single Friday night on the Fubo Sports Network, Friday nights at 7 p.m. Okay, here it is, Clarissa Shields. Okay, we are joined right now by the quote, the greatest women boxer of all time. There's Clarissa Shields joining us, and uh, some big fight coming up for you, March fifth. A lot of history on the line. Uh, your first fight in Flint, Michigan. Uh, the first all women's pay per view. Uh, the first women's to headline a pay per view since two thousand one. Are uh, you looking to become the first undisputed? In two weight classes, either male or female. So, man, that's a lot of history to get out of the way in one night. I'm sure you're super excited for it. Uh, first of all, how you doing? And, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And, um, yeah, I'm super excited. It's been a long time coming. I don't know when the last time I went a year without boxing. Um, it, it'll be over a year, March 5th. And then, but I've been in the gym consistently. You know, last year, 2020, I was able to make history, become a three-time division world champion. And I thought that me doing that would just open up my ear, but then COVID hit, and then cancellations hit, and then sexism hit, once the world opened back up a little bit. And now we're here, and now I'm having my first pay-per-view fight, which I'm just really over the top because now that it hasn't been once in 2001, but we're in a different time now in women's boxing. I don't know the numbers of, of the 2001 pay-per-view, but what I do know is that boxing has come a very long way. I've accomplished a lot and I'm respected, not just in boxing by the females, but in boxing by the males, in boxing worldwide, rappers, singers. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, just excited to see how everything turns out and we can start a new wave. You know, I think all the super fights should be women pay-per-view. Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor, pay-per-view. You know, French on Cruz versus Ellen Cedaros, pay-per-view like this is setting the wave setting the tone right if, if men fight pay-per-views there's no reason women uh don't have that same uh luxury uh taking the fight into your into your taking your career uh into your own hands and uh before we get into the fighting stuff just 
talk about the, this this pay per view. The fact that the business side of things, and you, you talk about the sexism, and you talked about uh, all the the hurdles that you have to cross, not just with COVID and everything, just you know, being a a, a female boxer in a male dominating uh, a world. Do you, do you see this like the fact that that you're you're this fight is on pay-per-view. Do you see that as, as a little bit of, of an indictment uh, on, on women's boxing that, that, that you, you can't fight on regular short time? you got to fight a, a, on pay-per-view. People will, will, will bring that up. What do you say to that? Bring, bring up which, uh, which part? The, 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 fact that, that the fact that you have to go to pay-per-view is, could be looked at as an indictment on women's boxing. Like, it, it seems like it's unfair that you have to take these, these steps. I will, I will say that it's a little bit unfair, you know, because of all the things that I've accomplished and other women before me had kind of laid down stones to where I can be to where I am. Right. And then to be back here. But I think pay-per-view is a plus for us because what I get all the time, you know, from trolls or from people <laughs> who feel like they know boxing, they say, you know, I was paid 350 K for a boxing match before. And, that's kind of high, right? That's a lot of money for a woman athlete, a woman boxer to be paid. And I hear people say, like, when I re- when I say, okay, now I want to fight for half a million, 500K, people say, well, you're not, you're not worth that, right? And how do you know if I'm worth that or not? Right. You know, like, this is, this is setting it up to where they say, okay, we should get paid by the number of viewers that we bring in. Well, I've done 140, 140, 100, 430K thousand viewers on Showtime. Yep. I did that. I have 450K viewers on, on Showtime. I had those kind of numbers. Fighters don't even get those kind of numbers who fight main event Showtime on a Friday or like a Saturday. I'm up there in numbers where Earl Spence and Danny Garcia yeah, it's it, there's but, no disputing that. There's no disputing that, and, and you built it yourself. You know, you're a two-time Olympic champion. By the time you made your pro debut, people knew who you were. There's an interest in your career. Now you're moving over to MMA. I think you're doing great things. I mean, you're taking it into your own hands. I think that uh, you're if you're a boxing fan and you have you're criticizing that, you're you're a hypocrite because there are boxers that have taken their careers into their own hands. Look at Floyd Mayweather. He was signed with Top Rank, right, for all those yeah. years, and he left. And it, he was criticized at the time. They said, "There's no way you can be able to do that on your own." It gets to the point. It's a sport where you have to do it on your own. Sometimes you you can't depend on networks. You can't depend on management. You have to take it into your own hands, and that's what's going to happen on, on March fifth. And it stinks that we have to talk about all these things uh, before we you know we actually talk about the fights. But it is what it is, and I, I know that you're willing uh, to talk about these things, and, and that's why I, I think uh, you're a great ambassador for for women's boxing. But let's talk about the fight now. 154 yeah. pounds. We got Mary Eve to carry, who's also a champion, uh, the IVF champion. There'll be all the belts on the line. Two, and they look to be undisputed in, in two different weight classes. I know that you're in boxing mode now. I know that we'll talk about MMA in a second, but now you're in boxing mode. What's the difference, and what can you say about um, uh, Mary Eve uh, to carry as a fighter? Um, I'll say that this is the longest I've ever had to prepare for a fight. We were supposed to fight May 9th, and it got postponed, canceled, whatever. And now, and now we're here. Um, Marie Yvedicare is about, she's, we're about the same height. She's undefeated, 17 and 0. She'll be my first world champion Southpaw who I, who I boxed against. So I'm, so I'm looking forward to fighting her. And you know, any fighter that's undefeated, you know, they, 
they they have this certain pride about themselves about not losing the O, mm-hmm. right? And for her, it's like definitely multiplied because she's a world champion and she's coming not not just representing her belts but representing her country of Canada. So I'm looking forward to see what she brings to the table because the better she fights, the better I'll fight and the better I'll perform because I always outperform all my opponents. But I just feel like she'll. I feel like she has a different grit. And uh, she's coming to my hometown, so she knows that she has to come with it. So this is going to be an exciting fight, and um, I'm ready. Flint, Michigan, March 5th. I'll actually be in attendance. I'll be on the broadcast. I'll be uh, hosting the the pay-per-view and uh, ringside reporter. I'm looking forward to being there for history. And uh, I know there's a lot more surprises in store in terms of the, of the broadcast. So it's going to be an awesome night on, on March 5th. Um, let's talk a little bit about your MMA. Uh, that is another intriguing aspect of your career. I know that uh, I read a little bit up on it about how uh, you split up the days between boxing and MMA. One day you're, you're doing boxing stuff, which you said you can do in your sleep, and I don't doubt that. But now it's all boxing, right? It's, it's just strictly boxing from here on out until the, until uh, March 5th the fight is over? I'm, I'm actually finishing out the week. I'm actually here in Albuquerque, New Mexico right now. Mm-hmm. I have today, tomorrow of MMA training, and then I fly home Saturday. And then once Monday comes, that's when I'll start all the boxing training nice. and no more MMA up till the fight of March 5th. But MMA has been a joy for me, honestly. Like, it's hard, but it just reminds me of when I was a kid coming up in boxing, when I was learning boxing and I was catching on to everything fast. And I was adding so many things to my arsenal and learning my body. But now I learned that the whole body is like a full mechanic. Like I know I use my legs and stuff in boxing, but now I'm throwing one twos and throwing high kicks. (laughs) What's the hardest part? What's been the hardest part in terms of the transition and training? The hardest part is when they tell me, Hey, today we're not doing anything, but um, you're going to fight. You're going to fight on your back. That's the hardest for me. That's jujitsu. Right. So they have me my back and, you know, showing me all these moves and techniques and things on how to get up and how to uh, manipulate people when they're on the ground. And that's the hardest part for me. Some days, some stuff I catch on very, very easy to and I'm able to do it. I'm just not used to doing it. It's not like when you're a stand-up boxer, you're still using your hands. Mm-hmm. Now you're on the ground. Yeah. And it's a whole different view. It's a whole different avenue. And it makes when you first get down there, you feel so vulnerable. You know, and I had to deal with that for the first few weeks. And now I get on the ground. And I'm kind of like, OK, all right. Dude, I see what I got to watch out for. I see what I can do. And I'm, and I'm just getting more comfortable. And um, it's been it's been it's been a whole lot of fun. And to go back to the pay-per-view, um, women's MMA are on pay-per-view every fight. Mm-hmm. There's there's not a card that doesn't have a woman's fight on there. So when they. When, when they told me that I, that I would have my own pay-per-view headliner on Fight TV, it just, to me, makes me think of the beginning of women's MMA, how nobody thought it would do do well and women don't sell. And now women are one of the main attractions. And it should be the same way in boxing. They're just not giving us those opportunities. So I'm super yeah. excited to, to show the world that women's boxing is just as big as women's MMA. Yeah. Or it has a possibility to be. We just got to start somewhere and this is the start yeah you got to start somewhere you got to start somewhere and you're right this is a good start 
So you're saying that Showtime doesn't value women's boxing because they had made a huge investment in, in the past. It's it's just very hard to figure out why uh, you're not fighting on Showtime. Oh, well, it's so weird. I was I was promised so many dates, you know, and they were, oh, we're going to do this with you. We're going to do that for you. Excited for, you know, the end of 2020. And then I just got put on a back burner and never really given an explanation to why. And the only reason that I could think of why is is because I'm a woman. It can't be because of the ratings because I have some of the highest ratings. It can't be because of the belts or the record. That's the only reason why is because I'm a woman and they don't feel as if I'm important. Do they, do you you think they don't they, they don't value women's boxing because Showtime has made a, a big investment in it, or do you think they just I don't know what it is. It, it's such a hard thing to to figure out. I appreciate them for what they did, but you can't just drop the ball. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you were really building up women's boxing and building up me to represent women's boxing, you can't just drop the ball. And that's where I'm at with it. And, you know, thanks to them for all that they did. But women's boxing is not a, it's not a charity case. We're real fighters, you know, and if, and that's why I'm taking my career into my own hands because I'm not going to sit out for another year waiting on Showtime, The Zone, ESPN, or PBC to say, hey, we want you to fight on this day or that day, and and then just drop the ball. Like, I have to do it myself. Right. And that's why yep. I'm excited about this all-women's card. This mm-hmm. is going to be great. All right, March 5th, Clarissa Shields going for history, as she always does. Who knows? This could be your last boxing match. Do you ever do you think about that in terms of what happens if you have a lot of success in MMA? You get into the PFL, you have your first match, you get into that season, you win that million dollars uh, in that tournament, maybe move on to the UFC, who knows? Do you ever think about maybe leaving boxing behind or is that something that's always going to be a part of you? Boxing is in my heart. That's one of my first loves, but I just feel like I'm going to continue to fight for women's boxing as long as I can, mm-hmm. you know, and then... Once I'm done, I can pass the torch down. But I want to accomplish so much in women's boxing, even though people say you, I've, I've accomplished everything. It's like, what is everything? You know, like, can I be a six-time division world champ? You know, can I go to 75 or can I make 147? Wow. You know, stuff like that goes in my mind. But I, really, I want to take every girl O. Like, every girl is undefeated. I want to beat her. So if I can make 147, I want to go down to 147. I want to go to 175. I want to fight Raquel Miller, who I believe nine and no. I want to fight Savannah Marshall. I don't know her record. She fought a bunch of bums. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, she's undefeated. And that's your, yeah. I had to go back a long time to find your last, the only blemish on your career. Came in 2009. Yeah. You've won 61 straight fights. Savannah Marshall. Now, I know it was the amateurs. You have to go back to 2009 to find your last loss. You've won 61 straight fights. But she is a champion. She's undefeated. You guys have been chirping back and forth. I love to see that back and forth stuff. Could that potentially be a fight that uh, you have circled for 2021? I wanted the fight to happen in 2020. And I wanted the fight to happen in 2019. I've always wanted to... I've always caught out Savannah Marsh for a fight. Her team said that they weren't interested until she got a belt or said that she needed more experience or more or more fights. And um, but she just fought for my title that I, title that was vacated, my WBO title about 160. Mm-hmm. So um of course I'm gonna go and get that back. 
Um, but right now I'm worried about Marie Eve the care, but I would love to fight her too. You know, maybe she can be next after this fight. Yeah. You talk about, um, you know, what can drive you and the domination. You know, we also do the punch stats. I'm part of CompuBox and I got some numbers that you're going to love. You outlanded your 10 pro opponents, 1,432 to 512. That's better than three <laughs> to one. <laughs> I know you love that. See, like, look at that. That's funny. So, so we had a very similar staff for Shakur Stevenson, who also has been dominating. I know you guys are, are friends. He has very similar uh, punch stats in terms of just pure domination. 1,432 to 512. You're landing 43% of your power, and you limit your opponents to just six landed punches per round. Yep, that's it. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, but that just comes to show you the skill set of it. Like, a lot of girls getting there, and they're having these matches and they're going back and forth. It's like rock'em, sock'em robots, yeah. you know. But for me, I go out there, I use my jab, I move my head, I land some hard shots, I'm in and out, and I know how to, I know how to dictate movement, and I, and I actually learn the fighter, what's their habits, what's not their habits, and I just break them down, you know. And I wish I had three-minute rounds because I would have a lot more knockouts. Do you think right when, now, when's that going to happen? When are the women's boxing going to get moved to three-minute rounds? I don't know, but that's something that's also been holding us back, though. Yeah. And that's something that I'm also fighting for because people always talk about women who don't have knockouts, right? Well, they like to talk about certain women, as in myself. Mm -hmm. And as you said, I outland my opponents. They land six punches around. I land about 90 <laughs> to 100. And even though I'm beating these girls up and I'm breaking them down, they get that minute rest after only having to be up and hurt for two minutes. And then yeah. they re... And they recover. Is it hard to so set up you set out. up your work too? Is it hard to set up a, a knockout in only in only two minutes? I would like to think so. I've always heard girls maybe at the minute forty five second, the two minute um, mark, and right when it's time for me to finish them, ding ding ding, yeah, yeah. they get a minute rest. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I hear so, you. So a minute would so a minute will do well, and it will also make women's boxing be respected the same as the men. Yeah, we need to fight three twelve minute rounds. You know, three 12 minute rounds, just like the men, so they can get the full I version guess, of yeah. us as fighters. We, we got to make it, we got to even up the score. Just take a look what's going on in U.S. politics. We have a new vice president. It is a female, Kamala Harris. Uh, you got to be excited uh, for that, everything that you're about in terms of uh, women empowerment. How do you feel about that? I'm super excited. I'm super excited. I was, on, you know, Joe Biden is my, he's my friend. We got that picture that went viral. I'm holding my hand. <laughs> I saw that. And I, I, I've been explaining that picture because people are just crazy. So Joe Biden, and I, I met him up in Detroit, and I didn't know that we were supposed to go on stage and talk together. Mm. I was telling him, all right, you know, go out there and kill it out there. And he was like, what? You're coming with me. And I was like, <laughs> not, not in front of that big old crowd. And he grabbed my hand, and that's when we were walking to the stage because I, because I was kind of scared to go out there on stage. I'm like, I didn't even know I was speaking, and I don't know what I'm going to say. So that's how that happened. But it's just one of the funniest things ever. Whenever somebody brings it up to me, would you now, uh, potentially work with Kamala them? Harris, I'm super excited for her. She's a she. She's a black woman, and I believe that we need a black woman in the White House to represent America to just. Let to make our voices be heard. Somebody who's been in the same shoes that shoes that we've been in, but also not just black women, but women in general. And women in general are always the ones to get left behind. It's women and children. 
So we need to be put first. 2021 and looking forward things are happening march 5th flint michigan shields versus to carry we have a unification bout you can order it on fight tv pay-per-view women's boxing is on the rise culture shields doing big things in mma doing big things in boxing doing big things holding hands with the president i mean what can't culture shields do i'm excited i will see you march 5th and uh, we'll have a great time and more history will be made thank you so much for coming on here on inside boxing live yep thank you for having me Special thanks to Chris Shields for joining us here on Inside Boxing Live. And I'm excited to head down to Flint, Michigan. I haven't left New York since last March. So yeah, I am excited to be heading down to Flint, Michigan to cover some her story, not history, her story. It's time for some headlines before we say goodbye. Heading into the weekend, Canelo Alvarez officially back February 27th versus Anvi Yildur. And the fight's going off at Dolphin Stadium over in Miami. Supposed to get 14,000 in attendance for that one. Uh, don't complain that Canelo is a fighting Yildur because this is a bonus fight. Canelo usually fights May and September. I know that's that's gone off the rails the last couple of years, but he wants to fight in May and he wants to fight in September. So we're getting a bonus Canelo fight on the zone uh, for a good price off of pay-per-view. This is a good thing. So Canelo Alvarez back in action February 27th. Now, Floyd Mayweather. Yes, he has hair now and he also has a fiance. Floyd is engaged to Anna Monroe. Uh, let's just say that they met at work. And uh, congrats to him. I know we like to crack a few jokes at Floyd's expense. He's had a tough year. He lost Roger. Uh, he lost the, the mother of his children. So uh, it's been a tough year for Floyd Mayweather. So it's good to see him happy and engaged. And uh, maybe he'll be fighting Logan Paul. What's up with that fight? It's supposed to have happened or it was supposed to be announced uh, February 20th. Uh, that doesn't look like that's happened. Uh, you can't talk about Floyd without talking about Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao uh, in the news once again, talking about fighting potentially Errol Spence. Uh, Conor McGregor, who is fighting this weekend, uh, versus Dustin Poirier. That's a rematch, so you expect Manny to make some noise this weekend after uh, the Pacquiao, uh, after the McGregor fight. Because uh, Manny is in big fish mode. He is looking for the biggest fish out there. Uh, fight maybe two more times in his illustrious career. Call it a day. So you know he's looking to cash out. And uh, no one deserves to cash out more uh, than Manny Pacquiao. So uh, there are names like Errol Spence. It makes the most sense. Do you want to unify the welterweight division? Conor McGregor fight I think is, is a lock. Uh, talking to uh, Sean Gibbons and talking to Ali Attar. That fight is, is going to happen. Conor McGregor. Win or lose. Uh, against Poirier th this weekend. Another name that has been thrown into the rumor mill when it comes to Manny Pacquiao is Ryan Garcia. Yes, Ryan Garcia versus Manny Pacquiao, 23-year-old uh, versus a 41-year-old. Crazier things have happened. Listen, crazier things have happened in the world of boxing. I would not be shocked to see that fight, uh, you know, kind of matriculate and, and gain steam uh, because, like I said, Pacquiao's looking for the biggest fights possible. Speaking of the, the old guard, let's talk about the new guard in the welterweight division. Jerron Boots Ennis fighting in May against Sergey Lipinets. This right here is a step up. It's going to be uh, a month after Virgil Ortiz's step up against Maurice Hooker. Uh, that fight's going off uh, on the zone. Those are the two names in the welterweight division that are going to take it to the next level and kind of get the torse patched to them. It's Boots Ennis and it's Virgil Ortiz. But Boots Ennis versus Sergey Lipinets? 
That is a fire fight. Uh, it's a great one for Ennis. I think Ennis uh, should come out on top on that one because I just think he's an exceptional talent. Uh, but there's a lot of good fights heating up. There's a lot of fights being made and being rumored in boxing right now. Uh, you know, Canelo just getting in the mix in, in February. We haven't even got to Fury and, and Joshua. Wilder's coming back. Andy Ruiz is coming back. What's going to go on with these young guns? What's going to go on uh, in the with the Charlos at 154 and 160? It's a great time to be a boxing fan. I'm telling you, even the, the, the celebrity boxing world is heating up. We always have you covered here on Inside Boxing Live. We'll see you next week.